You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeout for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Mariners Pod. Gary Hill with you. Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. What a day it is. Of course, the home opener today, the Mariners taking on the Oakland A's as finally baseball in Seattle returns. Taiwan Walker takes the hill tonight against the Oakland A's. How much fun is this going to be? Three game series against Oakland (laughs) and it finishes with Felix Hernandez on the mound against the A's on Sunday. This is going to be sensational. But it's Walker tonight, home opener, 7-10, first pitch from Safeco Field. It's going to be unbelievable. So you got the home opener tonight. The Mariners, of course, after the off day yesterday, they've taken two of three from the Texas Rangers. So they won their first series of the season and now uh, play at home for the first of three. So you have that tonight. It's also Felix Hernandez's birthday the King turns 30. We're going to celebrate his birthday on the podcast, and we're going to do it, well, we're going to do it in the way we celebrate things on the podcast. We're going to do it with a happy birthday montage for Felix Hernandez. Also coming up, we're going to look at the A's. Alex Hall is going to be here from athleticsnation.com. Look at the A's, kind of big picture coming into the season, and also take a look at this series Mariners have already gotten one break in this series. We know that for sure. Sonny Gray, who was supposed to be the opening day starter for the A's, food poisoning, knocked him back a couple of days, so he didn't make that first start. And what that did, the domino effect, means he's not going to pitch in this three-game series against the Mariners. So that's good news for the M's. So we'll talk about that coming up with Alex Hall. Oh, also, thank you for... uh, the ratings, a few of you left new ratings on iTunes and other places. I appreciate that. I pointed out yesterday or asked yesterday that uh, if you could do that because it certainly helps us a great deal, and you did. So thanks. I appreciate it. If you haven't yet, there's still time. And thanks for all the feedback, too, from yesterday, uh, especially the Dave Niehaus portion at the very end of the podcast. I got a lot of feedback on that. Uh, and I also sent it, uh, isolated it. I put it on my SoundCloud account, too. I tweeted out the link to that. If you just wanted to get that piece of Dave Niehaus, you can have it as well. Or you can just download the podcast and listen to the last couple of minutes from yesterday. But I think it is a sensational read, uh, especially given the context of opening day. So thanks for that. So the king, Felix Hernandez, turns 30. And... We're going to celebrate it, and I have some, I think, pretty incredible numbers for what Felix Hernandez has done. And I think at this point uh, we all realize what's going on here with Felix Hernandez and history. 
he is walking down an incredibly rare path and frankly is walking down a hall of fame path that is the path that he is on but the things he has done before the age of 30 are just remarkable i mean he is up there with all time yeah, think about this for a second i, I won't overwhelm you with numbers here there's some more in the feature that that's coming up in a couple minutes but Think about this for a second. Before the age of 30, Felix Hernandez has struck out the fourth most hitters of all time before the age of 30. Walter Johnson, 2,305. Sam McDowell, 2,271. Burt Blylevin, 2,250. And then Felix, 2,148. He's ahead of Nolan Ryan, 2,085, and Sandy Koufax, 2079 and that's just incredible and there's other numbers that drive it home but the career he has had before 30 is one of the best in history according to the numbers and just to drive it home kind of put it in current context so felix hernandez turns 30 today 30 years old 2148 strikeouts it's incredible. He's already third on the active list. He's only behind CC Sabathia and Bartolo Colon. <laughs> third active in strikeouts. But think about this for a second. David Price, obviously a tremendous pitcher. He's 30 years of age. And Corey Kluber, a strikeout machine, who's also 30 years of age. So you have Felix with 2,148 Ks. If you take... David Price and Corey Kluber, and combine them, they have 2,096 strikeouts behind Felix Hernandez. And I think that just puts it in kind of just current context of what Felix Hernandez has done, and it's incredible. It really is. So we're going to celebrate it. Let's celebrate it right now in podcast fashion. A little Felix montage action. Longtime Mariner fans will never forget the date. April 8th, 1986. Sam's trying to have something to say about it here in the bottom of the ninth. The 1-1 pitch on the way to Presley. Swung on and belted. Deep to left center field. Pettis goes back. This will fly. Fly. Fly away. And we are tied at four. Would you believe it? And the one-two pitch on the way to Jimmy Swung on. Well hit ball deep to left field. Back she goes. Goodbye, baseball. Grand slam. Home run, Jimmy Presley. And the Mariners beat the California Angels. Eight to four. Jimmy Presley, opening day in the kingdom. He ties the game in the bottom of the ninth. And he wins it in the tenth with a grand slam. But the date, April 8th, 1986, is significant for another reason. It's the birthday for the king, Felix Hernandez. So fast forward to April 8th, 2016, and Felix Hernandez celebrates his 30th birthday. And as the king celebrates his 30th, 
we recognize one of the most amazing pre-30 careers in baseball history. Here's the stretch. And the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And there it is. Career strikeout number 1,000 for Felix Hernandez. And he becomes the third youngest in baseball history since 1952 with 1,000 strikeouts. All before the age of 30, Felix Hernandez has boldly written his name into Mariners history. Felix, just two wins away from Jamie Moyer for most wins in franchise history. Felix, a handful of strikeouts away from Randy Johnson for most Ks in M's history. And Felix already has thrown more innings than any other pitcher in Seattle Mariners history. And the 1-1. Swing and a ground ball to Brad Miller at short. He's got it. The throw to first in time to get Smolinski. And Felix Hernandez is the all-time leader in Mariner history for innings pitch. Now with 2,093 and a third innings as he moves by Jamie Moyer. But what Felix has done expands way beyond just Mariner's history. It's baseball history. Felix Hernandez has struck out the fourth most batters in baseball history before the age of 30. One-two pitch, swing and a miss. Oh, did he get tied up? That was dirty from Felix. Barton with a Looney Tune swing, and he goes down hacking. The King trails just Walter Johnson, Sam McDowell, and Burt Blylevin. And Felix ahead of Nolan Ryan and Sandy Koufax. What a night for Felix. He is on his stick. He is a hubbin, baby. Felix signed with the Mariners July 4th, 2002 as a 16-year-old and bolted through the Mariners' system. Everett, Wisconsin, Inland Empire, San Antonio, and Tacoma before taking the ball for the very first time August 4th, 2005 at the age of 19. Felix getting set to deliver his first pitch in the major leagues. And the 19-year-old into his wind in his first pitch on the way in the fastball strike right down the middle. Oh, and one the count. A 94-mile-an-hour fastball thrown by Felix Hernandez, his first pitch in the big league. Felix has never looked back. Ten straight years of 30-plus starts. The 1-2 to O'Malley. Swing and a miss. Strike three, and there it is. Strikeout number 233 on the season. A new career high for Felix Hernandez, king of the hill. Felix has started 335 times in his career. That's the seventh most before the age of 30, the last 100 years. Here comes the 1-2 pitch on the way now. And there's a career high strike three called a fastball right down the middle as Felix Hernandez sends in some major smoke to Coco Crisp. But what Felix has done with those starts is what makes him so special. Six all-star games. From the Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez. The 2010 Cy Young Award. And the 2-2 to Barbone. Swing and a miss for strike three. And that'll retire the side. Strikeout number three for Felix. And with that strikeout, he moves on by Jared Weaver. Now with 230 strikeouts on the year. Two ERA titles. Nearly 40,000 in the Kings court. Bobbing up and down the pitch. Strike three called. He got him at 93 miles an hour. And count him up. Ten strikeouts for the King tonight against the A's. He has thrown a perfect game. One strike away from baseball history. 
Hernandez looks in. The windup and the 2-2 pitch. Strike three called. Felix Hernandez pumps his arms in the air. Felix has just thrown the first perfect game in Seattle Mariners history. And he's already piled up 34 double-digit strikeout game. Felix turns, fires away, swing and a miss, strike three, a changeup at 90 miles an hour, 15 punch shots for Felix Hernandez today at Tropicana Field. He has dangled that carrot in front of the Rays all day long, and they have tried to take a bite each and every time. And perhaps what's most impressive about Felix Hernandez, he was a 19-year-old phenom with a blazing fastball that reached in the upper 90s. But over the years, the King Felix Hernandez has transformed himself into a dominant pitcher. Holy smokes, the King pitching at his palace safe goal field tonight. He has been tremendous. He unleashes an arsenal featuring a devastating changeup and a knee-buckling curveball. And he uses the command and guile of a veteran. The wine of the 3-2 swing and a miss. Strike three. Gets him with it on a changeup. That's a dozen punch shots for the King. His evolution has been amazing and so has his career. One, two pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Pena goes down swinging and for the second time in the ball game, Felix Hernandez strikes out the side. Ten strikeouts for King Felix and that is 24 in a row retired by Felix. The King, Felix Hernandez on April 8th, 2016, as we celebrate what has been and what is still to come for the King. Felix leaving the mound to this ovation. Listen to this for Felix. So happy birthday to Felix. I hope at some point, wouldn't it be cool, the home opener of... uh, Happy birthday broke out at some point during the home opener. How cool would that be? That'd be fun. So the Mariners taking on the A's for the first of three. 7-10 first pitch tonight from Safeco Field. We're going to talk about the A's a little bit. Off to a tough start as the White Sox have taken three of four in the first series. The A's losing a couple of one-run games. But let's get a close look at the A's. Well, with the A's this weekend, let's check in with the A's, our favorite our favorite A's expert here. It's Alex Hall from AthleticsNation.com. You can see him on Twitter, at Alex Hall A-N. Alex, thanks for coming back. We really appreciate it. Great to talk to you again. Hey, you too. It's not off to a good start here in Oakland, but it's, <laughs> it's still good just to have baseball back. Oh, no doubt about that. I think we can all agree on that. It's great to have baseball back. We'll talk about the A's start in just a second, but why don't you give us – kind of a a big overview of Oakland this year. In my conversations with people, uh, opinions on the A's are all over the map. I've had some tell me that they think they'll make the playoffs. I've had others tell me they think they'll finish in last in the West and others in between. I mean, the overview is all over the place. As someone who follows the A's as closely as you do, what are your thoughts about the A's coming into this season? I would say all of those people are correct. (laughs) (laughs) which is the way of saying this is one of the most unpredictable teams in the league. It's got to be because they really do. They have enough upside that if really everything went right, they could make the playoffs. But at the same time, it's also really easy to see how a lot of things could go wrong and they end up in last place again. And of course, anything in between and baseball being baseball, it's never going to turn out like you guess. So no matter what you get, you're going to have it wrong. But what they've done is 
solved first and foremost the biggest problem they had last season which was their bullpen the relievers just did not get the job done in 2015 and as a result pretty much all of them are gone the of the top 10 uh, uh the relievers were the 10 most innings in the bullpen last year nine of those guys are now gone so it really was a clean sweep of course sean doolittle was not one of those 10 the the 10th guy was fernando rodriguez he's the holdover doolittle of course barely pitched last year which was one of the big problems that he was injured so they've gone out and fixed up the bullpen which and that unit is off to a, a great start so far uh they haven't blown a save yet and it's been four games <laughs> on top of that there's a, uh, as always, a new look in the lineup. There's always a few new hitters around. This time you've got uh, something of a veteran infield. Uh, Marcus Semien, I guess, is still what this is really technically a sophomore season, I guess. Uh, last year was his first full year. But the others, Alonzo, Lowry, and Valencia, just feel like kind of the, the, the safe veterans who maybe aren't going to be superstars, but they shouldn't be super bad either. Uh, Valencia had that breakout season last year. We're not sure what, what to expect out of him this year. Again, you know, he could be great like he was last year, or he could uh, he could tank, and he could, you know, his career has been, you know, a great year and a bad year and a great year and a bad year, so maybe you end up getting a stinker from him. Who knows? And a lot of the guys in the lineup look just like that. Are they going to break out, or are they going to bottom out? So the the nice thing is they should be able to score some runs. The biggest question on the roster is the starting rotation, where you've got Sonny Gray at the top, and then, again, just a lot of question marks going down. Rich Hill, the the veteran bounce-back candidate, didn't look very good in the spring, didn't look very good in his first start, but you still have memories of the four starts he made in Boston at the end of the year that were just incredible. And then a few young guys like Kendall Graveman and Chris Bassett. Later in the season, we should see Jesse Hahn, but the Mariners will see Eric Surkamp, the uh, minor league free agent no one really expected to be making a start this early in the year but here we are so yeah you know the roster really could go either way but if you ask me it's going to be uh this is going to sink or swim based on that starting rotation some of those guys have some real upside if they hit it this could be a contending team and if they don't it's going to end the season real fast so who are the one or two guys if the a's are going to make the playoffs that you think will be the real keys to an a's run We'll do we'll do a pitcher and a hitter. Okay. Uh, uh, well, actually, I'm going to cheat on the pitcher. I'm going to I'm going to take two guys, kind of a tag team of bounce backs: Rich Hill and Henderson Alvarez. Mm. Early in the year here, we're seeing if Rich Hill can, like I said, do what he did at the end of last year uh, for four starts at least. We're going to see if he can get that. But no one's really expecting a, a big full 200 inning kind of season out of him. He hasn't he hasn't been a starter in so long that it's tough to expect that. But then you got Henderson Alvarez, former All Star uh, from Miami who's expected to be back a couple months into the season. You know, if you can get something ahead of him in the second half, you might piece together uh, one of the spots in your rotation there between Hill and Alvarez. That's the kind of thing that can keep this roster going uh, if it's going to be in contention. On the hitting side, or I should just say the position player side, uh, for the second straight year, Marcus Semien is going to be my pick for this. He's a something of a breakout candidate at shortstop. Not just on the offensive side of the ball, but also, of course, on defense where he led the majors at any position in errors last year. No one else uh, had more than that. He was uh, he was rough in the first half, but he did get quite a bit better in the second half, working with coach Ron Washington. He seems to have gotten a lot, uh, done a lot of practice in the offseason, seems to have, uh, have figured out how to play the position a bit. So between that and a potential breakout, you're talking about a guy who's, what, 25, 26 years old. He's in that age where he could still really hit his stride at the plate. You're talking about a guy who could really put himself on the map this year with a big year. 
Now, you've seen the A's a handful of games four times already. I think a disappointing start, uh, losing three of four to the White Sox. But a couple of one-run losses mixed in, and obviously just four games in. But what jumps out at you after laying your eyes on the A's for the first time this season? Well, like I said, the bullpen so far has really, really looked a lot better than it did last year. Now, uh, at the end of Thursday's game, they did finally give up a few runs, and there was uh, they did get a tie game on Tuesday that they uh, Sean Doolittle gave up a home run to break that tie. So it hasn't been perfect, but it, they've just felt a lot uh, a lot stronger than the unit they put out last year, and and even just the names inspire a little more confidence. You got a few guys with closing experience in there, whereas last year you had some guys pitching in the seventh and eighth innings who you'd rather have had in the fifth or the sixth. But on the downside, the the defense was expected to be, again, one of those big question marks. And so far, it has had a few miscues. That first game of the year on Monday, uh, a couple of errors really did change the tide in that one and help decide that one-run game. And that was one of the big problems last year. So hopefully that can get cleaned up this season. Not just I was talking about Marcus Semyon before, but all around the diamond. Uh, There's some guys who we hope to see some stronger fielding out of this year. How high are the expectations for Chris Davis this year for the A's? I think a lot of us are are looking at him to really add some power to the lineup. Uh, I, I guess the expectations are, are fairly high because when you know you go through a season, Josh Reddick led the team in homers last year with 20, so you didn't have anyone hitting for a whole lot of pop. I guess I don't need to tell you. Well, actually, you can have some power hitters now in Seattle. So, so actually, I can't laugh about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you know, you have a, someone leading your team with twenty, uh-huh. and you get a guy like Chris Davison who you, who is absolutely capable of hitting thirty. Yeah. You're going to have some high hopes for him to really transform your lineup in a way to add that big presence in the middle that you didn't have before. So yeah, the hopes are pretty high for him. Um, we have now seen his throwing arm in action. I don't know if the ball slipped out of his hand or, or if that was just what it looks like, but we'll hope that uh, we'll hope that it gets a little better as year goes on. Well, it should be an interesting three-game weekend series. The Mariners, of course, already getting a break. Sonny Gray with food poisoning. An opening day doesn't start an opening day. Gets a start pushed back. So the Mariners will miss Sonny Gray, the ace of the staff, which is obviously a break for the M's. He is one of the best in the business right now. Sure is. He wasn't at his very sharpest in that first game on Wednesday, which you would expect after being sick like that. Mm-hmm. But he's still just, man, he still put out a good game. You know, e- even him at half strength is just a, a real intimidating opponent. So, yeah, I guess you're going to miss him. You're going to get Sir Camp on Friday, which, who you know, I mean, what to expect from that. That's uh, it's it's the minor league free agent who, who kind of impressed a bit during camp, really impressed in his last start of the spring. You know, maybe he gets blown up or maybe he has a good start and uh, and maybe earns another look. Uh, and then who were the other two after that? You had uh, um, Hill and then uh, and then Bassett would be after that. Mm-hmm. Hill, it's tough to judge that first outing because, you know, he wasn't expecting to be starting that day. So, you know, you wake up and, and you think you're starting the next day and then suddenly you're going tonight on opening day. So I'm going to give him a mulligan on that one and we'll see what he can do against the ends in this one. And then uh, Bassett. One of those young starters we got high ups for, but you know how it is with young starting pitching. It can be a roller coaster sometimes, and so sometimes that good comes with some bad. We'll have to see how he goes. For A's fans, and A's are no no strangers to great pitching down through the years, including Hudson and Moeller and Zito. The list is pretty long. Where does Sonny Gray fit into that group in terms of how A's fans look at him? 
he's a little more of a singular presence. The other guys, you know, you had the big three. You had Hudson Mulder. That was a, a big group. It was like a – felt like more of a team-wide thing. And so with Sonny, it's like he's this one guy at the top. And even when there's strength around him, even when you got, you know, Scott Kazmaier or even, even Lester or Zamarja, it still just kind of feels like Sonny is that, that one top guy. Uh, and it, it, it makes you put a little more weight on his shoulders, I suppose, because he doesn't have those two, two equals alongside with him. But, uh, you know, he's already got a big playoff win under his belt, that game he pitched against Verlander. So he's already got that, you know, big moment, Colt status kind of thing going. And, you know, he's a real, real big favorite here. Him and, and Vote and Reddick, I think, are, are probably the three biggest favorites. And, uh, and Doolittle, we'll make it four. Well, the good news was for the A's, they don't start with the Mariners, so they don't have to face Felix Hernandez on opening day. The bad news is it's just a handful of days later, and the A's, of course, they get Felix Hernandez in the three-game set, right? I mean, there's just our luck. There's no, yeah, yeah. When's the last time the A's missed Felix Hernandez in a series? I can't remember. It was 1999. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it makes me laugh every time because I know – I know what A's fans think about facing Felix Hernandez, right? It's a guaranteed loss, you know. The, you always feel like I don't know if I don't know if other teams feel like this, but we often sort of do pretty well against like the really great players. But then a guy like Matt Latos today comes in and sh- and shuts you out. Um, but no, Felix just feels like every single time he gets us, and I'm pretty sure that the numbers support that. When you look at this division, lastly. What's your take on just uh, where things are heading into this season with Houston and Texas and the A's and Angels and Mariners all in the mix? I feel like, and I'm, I think this is probably the common answer, is that Houston seems like the team to beat. Mm-hmm. With all respect to Texas, who are the actual defending division champs, but Houston just feels like that up-and-comer who they were so close last year to taking that division uh, and it just it, it seems obvious that they could improve, especially you see already see the start that Carlos Correa's off to. Yeah. So I've got them at the top. I know that's probably a pretty trendy pick, but it feels like the right one. And then I've got the Rangers right there with them, you know, probably finishing in second place. And then after that, you know, I'm going to optimistically take the A's over the Mariners. I feel like they're both teams who could kind of go either way. Um and then the Angels, I just don't have any confidence in them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they've already lost their first couple of games of the season, and one of their, you know, their, their brightest starting pitchers already on the DL. Um, and I already, before that happened, wasn't really feeling that good about them. And the reason is that although there's a lot of good things going on on their roster, there's also some weak spots, and then there doesn't seem like there's really anything to use to plug any holes that come along. There's not a whole lot going on on the farm, not really a lot of money to spend. You don't want to have to trade from that major league roster in order to add more to it. And so it feels like once things start going wrong there, there's not a whole lot of backup plans for it. Uh, And that's why I've got them in last place. But, you know, the standings I picked last year were pretty much exactly the opposite. They pretty much flipped exactly. So <laughs> I, I don't think you were alone. For what's that, that worth? <laughs> I don't think you were alone. Well, it should be a really interesting race, and I think it's going to be a nice weekend series too as well as both teams want to, uh, want to get things going here early in the season. But it should be fun, and thanks for the visit. Appreciate the time as always. Hey, thanks a lot, Gary. It's going to be a good one. Good luck. Alex Hall from athleticsnation.com. If you ever want to know anything about the A's, that is the place to go. You can follow Alex on Twitter, Alex Hall A-N.
In the 2001 Division Series against the Indians, the Mariners needed a strong performance by their winningest pitcher of all time, as it turned out. Jamie Moyer winning that ball game by a score of 3-1. to one. Just a great postseason for Jamie Moyer. And the Mariners were on their way to the American League Championship Series. Here comes the stretch and the 0-2 pitch on the way. Swing and a line shot. One hopper hit to David Bell. He throws the first. Is the third time charm. The Mariners will find out. They'll play for the American League Championship for the third time. My, oh, my. What a ball game here this afternoon. See you later. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.